You're listening to a 95BFM podcast. Travelling Tunes with Dr Kirsten Zimke. Morena Kirsten, it's nice to see you. Kia ora. yeah, I'm in the studio today. Ooh la la, it's very exciting. It's nice to have you here and we're talking... Peace this morning. Yeah, I, you know, I, I this has been on my list to do a long time, but wow, there's so many. There's so many. And it was the, so hard. One of the things I was really struck by is how super famous all of these, like you gave us mm. a list of like 20 songs and they are all huge songs. Like yeah, they're majorly not famous. Things. No. I mean, and you could do a whole nother thing about obscure piece songs as well, I'm sure, but there's a bit of a vibe out there. People would like some chill, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah, and, you know, so the ones I had initially been thinking about was from the 60s. And look, you know, two of the biggest ones that were on everyone's top ten list were the Beatles Mm -hmm. and John Lennon. You know, like, so, you know, as you said, these aren't obscure topics. This is something that's been at the forefront of music for a long time. It's universal. Everyone wants a bit of peace. We're going to hit this first track. I don't know if I needed this on a Friday, but yeah. I already feel better, to be honest. I think war and racism just ended. <laughs> it's over. So obviously this is Bob Marley and the Whalers. What was the context this song came out of? Um, well, yes, because he, he wrote it for the Whalers and then released it later. And it's also kind of half a copy of a Curtis Mayfield song, which yeah, is why yeah. you hear it listed as slash people get ready because I was saying oh I have the wrong version I don't want the the medley version but no it was to acknowledge so he made a little mistake but also because Jamaican copyright law is different Uh, yeah (laughs) but what I hadn't realized I guess we hear people say just one love yeah Yeah. as a saying and it is and now it's used for LGBTQ. There was a World Cup campaign in Qatar that was one love. That was that was a whole <laughs> mind bender, that one. I did think that watching the Women's World Cup this year, every time it would be like, no discrimination. And then the next thing would be like, Qatar Airways. <laughs> and so um, I read this other interesting thing that was like, when Marcus Garvey, who was like the philosopher that influenced Marley, talked about one love, he meant black solidarity. Yeah. But Marley extended it to this sort of racial harmony. So interesting. He is, he's one of those people who, you know, is emblematic and iconic in the truest senses of those words because, you know, he was, he's somebody that has been seen as a political figure as much as a musical figure in terms of like being very vocal about what he believed in. Well, yeah, because some people are like, oh, I don't want politics with my music. But Bob Marley's, you know, seemed to sort of navigate that. One thing, and I guess it applies to Marley as well, is about the song said, it's both peaceful and angry at the same time. Hard, yeah. <laughs> and I guess Bob Marley was like that too. He could express anger, but also make you feel all right. And like, yeah. Yeah. Quite a skill. Yeah, yeah. One both an expression and a wish. Totally. I love, I mean, the, the sort of New Zealand intersection with Bob Marley is so interesting and his visit here and the incredible show with Herbs, who are, you know, very influenced by this whole wave of music as well. Bringing that into the Aotearoa context, so much, like, shared, I think, this kind of like idea of being an island, na- like, island nation or small but mighty kind of concept comes through this music as well yeah in a colonized space yeah but yeah absolutely his visit is like 
part of any musical timeline of Aotearoa because it just really changed. It's like um, it gave Maori and Pacifica people uh, permission and inspiration. And it was it was sort of came at a time where those movements were getting a bit more, um, you know, big quotes around the idea of mainstream notice. It was a very interesting yeah. moment. We've totally vibe shifted here. <laughs> well, yeah, because I was looking for songs about peace, but <laughs> a big branch of it, like, because we could have separated the shows, is anti-war. Totally. And so I hadn't realized I would be going that direction. Peace and anti-war are kind of two right. different concepts They're sometimes. different, but yeah. then they'll go in the same package. So this is actually anti-war. Um, 1984, the two tribes are literally the U.S. and Russia, and they had them battling it out in the video. A big, huge uh, dis disarmament, anti-nuclear movements at the time, Aotearoa as well. Now, here's a weird thing. Under anti-war songs, there's a whole bunch of branches. This was Cold War. There's World War II. There's 9-11. There's even, you know, there's Vietnam ones, right? And I was like, oh, wow, should I do separate shows on all of them? It feels yeah. like, yeah, if you just wanted to do, like, a Vietnam That's right. War song, it right. would be a whole thing. And apparently there's even Ukraine ones now. Like, I'm sure. And then the really interesting, like, part of Frankie Goes to Hollywood is that all of their anti-war and peace songs also come from a queer perspective at a time when it was still illegal to be gay in, in the UK and in New Zealand and it, there's something really interesting about like that that queer lens true and this dance floor lens to it as well yeah. like you know a dance song that's an anti-war song is mm. a really interesting idea yeah when this came out it was right off the back of relax which was uh yeah controversial naughty graphic fun dance floor and yeah so they just hit straight up with them um, well I think it's also that you know they realize that all, it all goes hand in hand you can't just fight for your own space yeah you, ha you have to do it's, it's all together someone's texted and saying we could have easily played Bob's song war which would sit more in the like anti-war category than the peace category which yeah. is it's funny because they are the same goal i know so i was wondering should i separate it into shows and then it should have separated by wars but i don't know <laughs> but then how semantic do we want to yeah. get well and i guess it's the two approaches do you want peace by just like holding hands or do you realize you're going to have to be a little aggressive and they're um, in order to achieve your peace yeah and, and we, we get that with protesters all the time when are they crossing the line that everyone's mad at them but we wanted those things to change and yeah interesting because of the three songs that we're listening to this morning obviously one love anthemic two tribes anthemic in a different way you wouldn't hear people singing that at a protest much uh but you would still hear it in like the context of conversations about anti-war but this is another song that's just become sort of not divorced from its original context but used now in multiple different well, yeah. contexts i mean it's 2023 and i would say you know 
Most people still know it. Well, that's how folk music works, isn't it? A little bit. It is passed true, on in that true. oral it's tradition sense. As, as folk. So remind us of the of the original space this came out of. Well, so he originally wrote it as a song, not for himself to sing, and it was recorded by Peter, Paul, and Mary, and they famously sang it just before on stage. Martin Luther King came up and gave his "I Have a Dream" speech because mm. I used to wonder why it was a civil rights anthem because it wasn't a black song well apparently it was it's a version of an old okay right yeah negro spiritual and um the tune of it is and so, and then also being connected to that moment because mm. i'm like oh, are there are a lot of black songs in the civil rights movement but yeah and then its approach is so different it's kind of like you know aren't we tired of it and mm. it's this philosophical how many roads must yeah. a man walk? you know and where are the answers the blowing in the wind <laughs> like you know <laughs> yeah apparently there's 300 versions of the song <laughs> stevie wonder did one dolly parton did one johnny cash did one um sam cook did one like it's been a lot of I mean, it's like a, a standard. Roads. It's like a lot of roads it's gone down. <laughs> With harmonica, I never can tell if he's playing well or not. <laughs> it's just sort of wheezing in and out. <laughs> hey, it gets the vibe across. I mean, it's Bob Dylan, okay? Thing. Don't be offended, but... <laughs> this guy. This guy. I mean, it's... He's got an amazing voice, but it's not necessarily a like a classically incredible voice, if you know what I mean. Yeah. It's like Mick Jagger. He's an amazing yeah. singer, but he's not like a technically brilliant yeah, yeah, singer. Yeah. Well, yeah, some of the quotes I found are that he has a rusty voice, he has a gravel voice, <laughs> or someone said his voice sounds like sand and glue. Oh, it's pleasing. I find it pleasing. I'm sure many people do. Mark has texted in to say that he saw Bob Marley at Western Springs. I'm sure there's a few other listeners out there who also were there. Obviously, Peace Train by Cat Stevens. Somebody else says, John Lennon, give Peace a chance. We are, this yeah. is a very 60s vibe yeah. on the text machine. Well, that's why it's interesting that we were, you know, you know, to, to include Frankie, you know, to sort of show, like... But I think that is interesting because the 60s, the, the concept of peace as this, like, thing was the, like, political vibe of the day. And then by the 70s and the 80s, it was this anti-war conversation. Well, yeah, coming off World War II, people were like, oh, no. And then it's like, now our technology is getting even better. Oh, no. Like, yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. bro, what are we doing? This sort of 60s, 70s period where it was like, let's just try and stick to this ideal uh, of, like... Stay chill, uh, let's work on our civil stuff, yeah. let's get our social things better. And then by the 70s, it was like, oh no, people are building big bombs. Oh, I know. Let's, let's uh, get a little bit more direct in how we're talking about this, perhaps. That's my pocket reckon on it. Uh, thank you very <laughs> much. Pocket peace. All pocket right. peace. Peace, everyone. Peace out. Peace out. We'll see you next week. All right. That was Travelling Tunes with Dr. Kirsten Zimke. That was a 95BFM podcast. Support 95BFM with a B-card. Go to 95BFM.com slash sign up.